Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Thank you. Wow, it's great to be in the house of God. While we were worshipping earlier with that song, Jesus for my family, it gets me every time. It just does my heart. But I, I saw a picture as you were singing that. For some of you, you were started to really think with faith of people that aren't yet following Jesus. And I really felt the Spirit of God say, hey, just keep on believing. I actually saw this Jesus walk into someone's room that is seriously ill, that is not yet a Christian, and touch them with healing power. For someone who's got a seriously ill relative, I saw Jesus in the Spirit walk in and touch them with healing power. If you've got someone like that, just reach up to heaven right now. Come on, we're going to agree in faith. Jesus, by faith, we join in Jesus' name. We believe that you will, by your Spirit, walk into that room and release your healing power over that family member in the name of Jesus. We push back sickness and disease and we believe for your healing power and grace in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare that by faith. We speak their name right now in Jesus' mighty name. Also, I saw someone that their back was turned to God. And the Lord said, about 10 years ago, they walked away and turned their back on God. But I saw them start to turn back to face the Lord. And then I saw them start to walk towards Him. If that speaks to someone in your family, reach up to heaven right now because I'm going to believe. Don't take the 10 years as the only factor, but I just saw there was one or two specifically about a 10-year journey, but there's others that's less or more. Come on, let's believe right now. Come on, let's declare the name of Jesus. If you're reaching out, speak their name right now before the throne of grace. Come on, come on, release your faith right now. Father, we release our faith and we believe that you would cause people to turn back to you. Father, who have once known you, they would turn back to you. Lord, they would turn their face towards you and then they would start to run towards you. We declare that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we call them back. Bring them back, Lord. Bring them back, Lord. Let your love reach their heart, Father. Lord, the offence, the wounds, Lord, the distractions, the deceptions over their mind and heart. In the name of Jesus, we declare freedom, salvation, release and healing over their hearts and minds. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's actually one or two people here today that that's you. You've had your back turned, but you're in the process of turning towards Him again today. I see, I see your face opening up and Jesus' love reaching out to your soul today. I see it right now. I can feel it right now. I can feel it right now. There's several other people here, or maybe you're watching online today, that God's given you some really big dreams, some really bold audacious dreams you think wow I know it was God who gave it to me but you're right in the midst now of outworking those and fear and resistance has come 
to slow you down. But I really feel the Spirit of God say, don't lose sight of the dream and the faith you had when God gave that to you, whether it was a moment or it was a growing journey. And I declare right now, hold on to your dream and you will see the fulfillment of what God gave you. He's going to release it over you. Maybe it was starting up a business. Maybe it was stepping up into a place of influence, of leadership in your career or a ministry calling. I really feel the Spirit of God say, don't let go of the dream and the vision. Today, I've come to pour living water on it. And I resist every scheme of the enemy that's tried to attack your mind and say it's too big, it's too hard, it's impossible. Right now we replace fear with faith and we believe in Jesus' name. We believe in Jesus' name. Someone was started up a business or a um, to, to be a support for a ministry or missions and you've had so many battles. The Spirit of God said that was a God idea. Don't give up on it in Jesus' name. Don't give up on it in Jesus' name. Luke, God says, what I've given you will come to pass. Do not back off, but run after it. Let your, don't let your mind try and overthink it. The Spirit of God will show you the way to see it come to pass. Lord, we give you praise right now. We thank you that you are a good God. Lord, you bless us abundantly. And I thank you for your presence in this place today, releasing faith, hope, healing and breakthroughs in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give someone a high five and let's take our seats. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. Wow. I love the Holy Spirit because He's always with us. You don't have to wait just to be in church for some prophetic words to flow. He's wanting to speak prophetically into our hearts every day. Whether you're in the workplace, whether you're caring for a loved one, whether you're busy in Nappy Valley with kids, wherever we are. Whether, whether we're caring for elderly relatives, whatever we're doing, the Spirit of God wants to speak to us every, every day. Psalm 68 verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with His benefits. Whoa, that sounds like fun. The God of our salvation, Selah. What's Selah mean? It says, stop and meditate and think on these things for a while. So that could be our sermon today. We could sit here for the next 20 minutes and just think about. But no, we won't do that. But daily loads us with his benefits. When you hear those words, some of you are thinking of a little bucket full of blessings. Some of you have got a bit more faith and you're believing for a wheelbarrow full of blessings. But there's some audacious faith people here and you've got a whole big semi-trailer of blessings about to get loaded onto you today what's your level of faith daily he loads us with his benefits or blessings or favor and today I want to look at that forget not his benefits Psalm 103 let's have a look at Psalm 103 I love the Bible I love the Psalms and just recently, I kept getting drawn back to Psalm 103. I thought, mate, I need to just dwell on that for a few minutes today. Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. Remember, daily He loads us with His benefits. And I love the psalmist because then he starts to tell us which ones we need to remember. Now, this is not an uh, exhaustive list, but let's look at them. 
who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. All, not some. All. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. How many eagles we got here today? Yeah, don't be a turkey scratching around in the dust. Turkeys can't fly, but eagles can. Don't be a turkey stuck down in the dust of life with your head down. Be an eagle that lifts the head and soars. It says, The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious slow to anger, abounding in love. Thank God for that. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. The list goes on. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust, but from everlasting, verse 17, from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Hey, you're starting to feel the load of benefits. Hope you've moved from a little bucket to a wheelbarrow at least by now because you're going to need a big truck to fit all those benefits in. And God says daily, they're available for us. The challenge is we've got to make sure we avail ourselves of them every day. Let's just go back and unpack them a little bit more. Number one, the forgiveness of all of our sins. Wow, wow, that should get us pretty excited. The forgiveness of all of our How awesome is it when someone forgives you when you've done something dumb or angry or just insensitive, or forgetful, or intentionally manipulative because you just wanted your way. How awesome is it when you, someone forgives you? How about when you forgive someone else and you feel the load and weight go off of your soul? Think, well, they don't deserve it. Your head's saying they don't deserve it, but your heart says, just forgive and release. Just release. How beautiful is it when you're giving and receiving forgiveness? How amazing is it when Jesus forgives us. 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There we go. The little word A-double-L in the Greek means all. All. Everything. We are so quick to receive some forgiveness for some things but we struggle to forgive ourselves. We struggle to receive his grace over our past and our shame. But God says he forgives us all unrighteousness. Anything, UN means against or not. So anything that's not righteous in God's eyes, if we ask him, he forgives us and cleanses us. I love that. Not only forgives us, but he cleanses and washes it totally clean. It's one thing to be forgiven, like for a parent 
when the child comes in and covered in mud and told not to go outside in their good clothes and they come back covered in mud it's refreshing when the child doesn't get a hiding or being told off but they're forgiven but it's even better when they get bathed and washed and in fresh new clothes that's what Jesus says he'll do. Ephesians 1.7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, which is unlimited. We put limits on things, God doesn't. He has unlimited grace and forgiveness for our life. Maybe you're sitting here today saying, Hey, I really need Jesus' forgiveness. Well, right now you can say, Lord, forgive me for that attitude. Lord, that thing that has happened... Forgive me and receive his beautiful forgiveness. When uh, Jesus was walking the earth before he was baptized, John the Baptist said, Behold, Jesus, the Son of God, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. When he was born, he said, You've got to give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Wow. The second one, he said, the second benefit was he heals all of our diseases. There's that word all again. What's disease? For those English teachers, D-I-S, the prefix means without. So when you have disease, it means you're without ease. You're in stress, pain. There's overload on your body. Jesus said, I'll forgive all and I'll heal you of all your diseases or sicknesses. Matthew 4.24, news about Jesus spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Wow. Just like we receive forgiveness, Jesus wants to help us to receive healing from disease and sickness. Now I know there are aging things happen in life. If everyone kept getting healed all the time, no one would ever die. And none of us would make it to heaven until Jesus came back. So, But there are so many of us settled for diseases and aches and pains and issues that we shouldn't. Jesus promises us. Luke 7.21, it says, At that very time Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. Oh, Jesus, we just want to see that happening today. The same spirit that flowed through Jesus flows through you and I. God, help us to see that happen. Matthew eight seventeen says, This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. He took them on the cross. By his stripes we are healed. Exodus 15, 26, I love this. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what's right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. It's one of the I am statements. I am the Lord who heals you. We don't have to have the diseases that come through our society we don't have to live with them we can resist them we can pray the prayer of faith we can say God I believe for your healing grace 
and your healing power. There's so many more verses on healing. So forgiveness is a benefit. Healing's a benefit. Number three, it says he redeems our life from the pit. Wow, wow. Some of us have lived in pits. You don't have to stay in pits. Come on, let's let God raise out of the pit into a place of blessing and favor and strength so that we can exalt the name of the Lord and we can bring that message to other people. I thank God he takes us out of the pit so that then your story helps give other people hope. That's what a testimony does. One of the meanings of the word testament means do it again, Lord. If you can do it for you, he can do it for another family. If he can do it for you, he can set others free. And so God says, come on, I've redeemed you from the pit of shame and sin and brokenness. Isaiah 43 verse 1 says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you, ransomed you by paying a price instead of you leaving you captives. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Right now, God's calling out your name. He says, you are mine. You don't have to stay in the pit. You don't have to stay in captivity. God's called us out of the pit into a place of blessing. So redeem means to pay the price for. Jesus paid the price for anything that we've experienced and that we've lived in. Revelation 5, 9 says, there's a glimpse of heaven and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Hallelujah. So God, no one misses out. No one misses out. So God has called us and redeemed us. And that's the song that they sang in heaven. That's going to be awesome with about a 1.5 billion voice choir. That's going to be amazing, eh? Whoa. Whoa. I remember I was at a Billy Graham crusade in Sydney in 1979 and there was 80,000 people there and they had a 3,000 voice choir. That was pretty exciting. Imagine a few billion people in heaven with, the, with the, a few billion extra angels singing. That's going to be some amazing experience. So sing with all your heart now. Get practiced and ready so you're not caught out and surprised when you get to heaven. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The fourth one, he crowns my life with love and compassion. Crowns, puts on the top of our head. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell forever throughout all my days in the house and in the presence of the Lord. There's some people try to crown us with stuff, hey? They try to crown you with bad thinking, with negativity, with competition, with fear, with regret, with shame. But the Bible says God crowns us with loving kindness. How, how beautiful is that? He crowns you with love and mercy and compassion and kindness. So if you've struggled with your identity with God and think, well, God, you're mean, you're, you're unjust, you're unfair. Why have you allowed this to happen to me? Sometimes we've got to change the question we ask instead of a why question to a what if question. 
we went to the uh, police memorial service on Friday and uh, the pastor, the chaplain, did an amazing message. He says, it's so easy to ask why when you look at the brokenness and pain, but what if we ask the question, what if? What if people started to treat each other with kindness? What if people started to reach out for God for hope instead of trying to just destroy one another out of brokenness and pain? And I want to encourage you today, don't see God as a hard, neglectful God. See him as a God that crowns us with love and compassion. The list of benefits goes on. I love this one. He satisfies my desires with good things. That's worth getting excited about. Wow. Psalm 37 forces, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Wow. So he, he gives you the desires of your heart. You say, well, some of the things I've desired haven't been really God glorifying. It says if you seek him, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will change your desires to be things that honor him and bless people. So you've got to delight in the Lord first and he will then shift your desires to line up with his plan and then he'll give you those desires of your heart. He won't give you the selfish desires of your heart normally, but occasionally he will let you run down your path until you face the consequences. Some of us have experienced that, but he lovingly draws us back to his desires. This is one we all love. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Wow, get those wings out, start flapping and let's fly. I love watching an eagle. They're amazing. There's a storm coming. Everyone else is going for cover. The eagle says, Yahoo, we can get on those currents and soar. I was brought up in a farm up near Toowoomba and I remember one day I was out walking in the farm and I looked up and a few metres from me was a bald eagle. They have a two metre wingspan and I was in, within a few metres of it. It mustn't have seen me coming and it was just sitting on this branch. I was just very quiet. I didn't want to scare it away. I just stood there for a while. I was only a, probably a 10 or 12 year old child. And then it was waiting for the currents to get right before it took off. And when it felt the current was right, it just took off from this branch and started to flap its two meter wings. And then it sort of, I sat and watched it for about half an hour, it just went higher. And eventually I couldn't see it anymore, several thousand meters in the sky. And most of the time it was just gliding. It wasn't even having to work hard. Small little birds, their wings are flapping like crazy. And some of us are like that. We're flapping our wings, trying to get through life, flapping so hard. How about we learn to soar like the eagle that gets into the currents of the wind of the Spirit and he will cause us to rise. And what happens for an eagle? The higher they get, the bigger, they, the bigger area they can see and their eyesight can pick up a rabbit on the ground several kilometers away. I believe God wants us to 
rise like an eagle but have the eyesight of an eagle that can see way clearer than what we've looked before. Let us rise above our situations. We look at the chaos of our community with crime and uh, domestic violence and brokenness and pain and sickness and we can stay there or we can say God help me to see a little rise a little bit higher so I can see it from your perspective you still see the need but now you see the greatness of our God to start to intervene and break through in the needs and I believe God wants us as his believers to be renewed like the eagles Isaiah 40 verse 31 says but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not faint so when you soar like an eagle everything the perspective of everything changes that's why I love to worship because when I worship my spirit soars and I feel like an eagle sometimes when I pray I pray in the spirit your spirit gets energized and you start to rise above just natural eyesight and feelings and perspectives how beautiful is our God let's look at a few more of these benefits the Lord works righteous and justice for the oppressed righteousness what a beautiful gift that is righteousness right standing before God the state of being righteous Romans 5 17 says for if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift, here it is, a gift of righteousness, they will reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. It says those who receive the gift of righteousness are going to reign over situations. You're not going to be under the circumstances. You're going to be rising through them and above them. And that's the beautiful gift of righteousness that Jesus offers us. He goes on and says, another beam, he makes his known his ways to us, not just his deeds. Wow. It says it made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. There's a whole lot of Christians settled to know God's deeds and miracles and powers, but it's way better to not only know his deeds, but to learn his ways. How does he move? How does he respond to faith? How does he intervene when we pray? How does he deal with a broken heart and bring healing to their soul? When you begin to understand his ways, not just his deeds, that is a huge blessing and benefit to your life. And let me tell you, many other people are going to get blessed because you're going to be able to explain and tell your story and move from just deeds into knowing his ways. That's been a lifelong quest of mine. Psalm 25 verse 4 says, show me your ways, Lord, teach me your paths. I remember when I was a teenager, we learned a song out of Psalm 25. And I think just about the whole chapter was put to a song. Show me your ways, teach me your paths. It's a beautiful, beautiful desire to learn. A couple more, it says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. Wow. Wow. We could park there for a while, but I can smell those sausages cooking. (laughs) 
Oh, that's painful. Whose idea was to have sausages? It's a great idea, but boy, it's hard to stay focused. Hey, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. If you're a person that gets angry quickly, you need to say, God, teach me to be slow to anger, but quick to love and show compassion. James 1 says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Wow. So one of the benefits God will give us is we'll learn to be like Jesus, who was compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love. If you've got a short fuse, and you just go off with anger, or maybe you've got a long, slow fuse, but when you do get when it explodes, watch out. Run for the hills, everyone. Hey, we don't have to have either of those. The Bible says as we grow closer and closer to Jesus, we become more like him with compassion, grace, and self-control. So even when something does really tick us off, and hey, if you haven't got angry, just keep breathing because it'll happen sometime. Someone's going to be do something dumb enough to really set you off. But you can manage it and handle it with God's grace and the Holy Spirit's help. The last fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Wow. And it's okay to get angry sometimes, but it's what you do with it and how you release it makes the difference. Wilberforce got angry at slavery and he set out a lifetime goal to get rid of it. He got so angry about the injustice of it and it pushed him and drove him to find a way to abolish it over many decades. So anger can be something that will stir you against injustice but then you need to make sure you don't damage more people in the process. Let the anger motivate you to love and compassion and justice, not destruction just to get your own way. Most people get angry because some, someone or something frustrates them from you reaching your goal. It's another whole message we need to teach on how do we handle anger. A couple more. It says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. The next three, verse, three out of the next four verses talks about the fear of the Lord. I think a lot of Christians, we, we don't understand the fear of the Lord properly today. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom to honour, respect, reverence, or highly value, obey his word and ways, knowing their consequences to disobedience. Fearing God doesn't mean being afraid that he's going to hurt you. That's a fear that's not a healthy fear. He's a good God. The fear of the Lord means to follow his direction and recognize his authority in all things. Romans 14, 26 says, In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence. Wow. What does the verse mean? Because having a fear of the Lord means being respectful and, and obedient. If I do what God says to do, my confidence and trust in Him will continue to grow. The more reverential fear and awe I have of God, the more careful and respectful I'll be in my relationships with others. That's true, isn't it? That's because you know you're accountable to God for your actions and you recognize that other people are just as valuable to Him as you are. That's the fear of the Lord. 
And Isaiah 55, 9 says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. A couple other ones to wrap it up today. Transgressions are removed from us as far as the east is from the west. Why didn't he say as far as the north is from the south? Because north and south poles have a, a set spot. If you start travelling east, guess what? You'll keep travelling east all of your life. East and west don't have a destination point. North and south do. Isn't God clever? So how far has he removed your sins from us? Some of us keep grabbing them and bringing them back and reminding ourselves, oh, Lord, I'm a failure because I did this three years ago or 25 years ago. Hey, God's already forgotten it and he's got rid of it. We're crazy people. We remember the things we should forget and we forget the things we should remember. That's why we need the Holy Spirit's help. To remember the things we should remember and forget the things we should forget. As a father is compassionate to children, so the Lord is compassionate on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed, he remembers that we are dust, but remember we are fearfully and wonderfully made. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is for those who fear him. Here's a promise for all those with grandchildren. It says, his righteousness is with their grandchildren. With those who keep his covenant, remember to obey his precept. Who's got grandkids out here? Wow. Bob, there's a promise for you. It says that his righteousness is with their grandchildren. With those who keep his covenant, remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. His kingdom rules over all. What an amazing list of benefits that we have as the worship team come. But do you know when there's benefits, you've got to choose to believe them and receive them. It's okay to know all that. And some of you said in there, yay, what an awesome psalm. But this week, I want to encourage you maybe to read that psalm or write down some of the benefits and say thank you for those benefits in my life. And maybe there's some that you haven't really thought about or you've struggled to believe that you are good enough to receive. And I want to encourage you that they're for you. So Psalm 68, 19 says, Praise be to the Lord, to God our Saviour, who daily bears our burdens. That's another version of daily loads us with benefits. Psalm 55, 22 says, Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken or fail. That's an awesome promise. Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. And the last verse today, Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let's stand together. What benefits has God reminded you of today? What benefits do you need today? What benefits do you need today in your life? Maybe there's some of those that I shared Think, wow, I'd forgotten about those. Well, God, I really need to see that increase in my life. Maybe there's one or two that really just touched your heart. And the beautiful thing is that the Holy Spirit is our helper. And what's a helper do? The helper doesn't do all the work. He helps you get there. Some of us are waiting for God to do what he said, hey, I'll help you do it, but you've got to choose to do it. 
You've got to choose to put aside fear and replace it with faith. You've got to choose to not let anxiety rule you, but I'll help you to make sure that the promises will fill your heart. So I want to encourage you today, the Holy Spirit, the helper, is there to help you, but let's not ask the Holy Spirit to do what he's asked you to do. To forgive, he will help you to forgive, but you've got to choose to say, Lord, help me to forgive. And today, let's close our eyes for a moment and let's just thank him for all the benefits. Just take a moment. Say, God, thank you for the benefits of salvation, of forgiveness. Lord, renewing me like my youth, like the eagles. There's a whole pile of people saying, yay. Lord, thank you for showing us your ways, not just your deeds. Thank you for healing all our diseases. Lord, I thank you. That's a promise. That's a benefit. If you've got pain or sickness in your body, come on, let's let's reach out and say, God, this is a benefit. This is a promise. Lord, we reach out and receive it. In Jesus' name. Sometimes we think, well, I've done some dumb things in my life. I've put drugs into my body and it's caused me to have sickness right now. Sometimes, Lord, I've, I've done foolish things or I just haven't looked after myself and now I'm paying the price. Hey, God says I can heal and restore regardless of whether it's self-inflicted from other people, from the lies of the enemy and infirmity, regards where it comes from, God says, hey, come on, I heal all your diseases. I redeem you from the pit. My grace and loving kindness is yours. I feel there's some people here, you're right now, you're saying, well, that's true, but I'm not good enough to receive it. It's not about how good you are. It's about how righteous He is. And we identify under His banner. He crowns you with love and compassion. God, I pray right now you would crown our minds, our hearts with love and compassion. God, that's the beautiful God that you are. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.